From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. None of any of them that even showed up, yeah. except for me. Bring gun. You need to cut another intro or two. You know what? I should do that for when the days are not here. No, I wouldn't do that. But um, <laughs> Braden Gunn, Bill George, and uh, Jeff Christie and his son Cameron, they're down here from One and Done Feeders. Brought a big old uh, load of feeders down into the state of Florida. And uh, while they're here, they decide to do a little gator hunting, so they're going to go out tonight. Uh, Glenn, poor guy, is out working his butt off all this rain, you know. That's his job, and he's out there uh, manning pumps, trying to keep everybody uh, safe and dry and keep places from flooding and all that stuff. So God bless him on that and his hard work. The only shucker in the business, of course, is uh, Jonathan Swindle, who's out uh, headed out to New Mexico. Mule deer. Well, Mule deer he, he's going to tell there. you that's work, too. because It is guiding. work. He's out he's guiding. guiding. He's guiding and, you know, on the side on his day It's off. not work if you're having fun. Well, it, it you're right. But, you know, I, I always look at it this way. He always does that whole, I got to go out there to New Mexico. I'll be out here for two weeks. I got to be out there guiding a bunch of hunts. All so you're going to shoot any deer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I don't see where it's, it's turned into work yet. Unless you go out there and go, we're going to be chopping trees for 15 hours a day. We're going to be out there running bulldozers and hatchets and <laughs> chainsaws everywhere and choppers. No chainsaws, just hatchets. Fires I, everywhere. It's just going to be nastiness. You going to get the deer hunt? No, not going to. Okay, it, then it's work. Listen, if we kill a big alligator. If. If we kill a big. I drove 15 hours. No, no. I said <laughs> big. I said big. I didn't say an alligator. I said big. You're going to learn what work is. Hey, look! You can't. You no, can't, you can't make a good memory without some work involved. Well, in you it. know what? No, I, I can tell you this much: where you're going to be going tonight, I know where you guys are going, and uh, I don't know if the submarine is still there. I think Ginger might have got him a year ago or so, or two years ago. Did they ever get the submarine there's, there's, out there? There's a big one out there. There was one out there that literally, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the submarines going out of uh, out of Virginia. If you've ever seen the subs when they go out when they're going out to sea, All right? And uh, there, when you look out at Glenn's, when you're standing on the bank and you'd see, you know, a little nine-footer, he swims out. A little seven-footer, he swims out. A couple of four-footers are out there. They're all kind of like out there going, hey, Bill, what's up, John? Hey, how's it going? See anything over there? No, I'm good. Then all of a sudden, hey, hey, hey. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> he starts coming out of the south end of the lake. He can see it literally from across the lake. You see this ginormous log go out. And then all of a sudden, all the little ones around are going, okay, John, see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. Take it easy. Later. Right. And they're all, they empty. And he just kind of goes out in the middle and goes, poof, and just like sinks. And then next thing you know, there's no more gators in the lake. Once he's in the middle of the lake, they're all like, okay, we're done. We're out of here. And Meetings adjourned. Meetings are, yeah. It was nice seeing you, man. See you tomorrow. And uh, I don't know if that one's still there or not, because I asked Glenn, and he goes, sometimes we see him, and we think, okay, he's gone. He must have moved on, taken one of the channels, the canals, or something, and gone. And then three weeks later, he's back again. He's back from his sorte. That's why he's so big. He was a big one. He was one where I I wanted to know where he was in the lake at all times. If I was on the edge of that lake with my children, I wanted to know where he was I got my hands on him. 
I'm like, if you're going, I'm going. Because, I mean, uh, that thing is 13 foot. You're talking about a head this wide, man. That's that's that's, that's huge. And now, I don't know if he's there, but I know there's a couple out there that are uh, not too shy of that guy. Correct. And so, uh, I don't know if you're going to get to the 12-footer range, but uh, I'm saying at least 10, 10 and a half, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So That's, that's um, my understanding. It's so, all about the experience. So, you guys are going to have fun, and, uh, you know, don't take the first one that you see, because then you're going to mess up the... It's kind of uh, like deer no, hunting. Huh? No. Yeah. If, if it's the right one, and it's the first one... We're getting it. Yeah. If We're not going to. If you're in yeah. that scenario, sure, go for it. But, you know, if you come up and you see a couple of six-footers, just go, hey, take some oh, pictures. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll look, there's an alligator. Take a picture. You know, do, <laughs> do the tourist thing. Get it out of the way. <laughs> click, click. Cameron, get the shot. Oh, look, there's a game. See right there, that thing over is there? Hey, Cameron. Get closer. Get Did closer. you keep getting closer? Did you ever Whatever. see where, where people hang those lizards off their ears? No. You haven't seen that? No, I haven't seen that. We'll, we'll teach you how to hang an alligator. Where they're there. from, oh they, they where they're from, they're not inundated with we the, eat the lizards. Yeah, we eat <laughs> the lizards. They're not they're not in, inundated with anoles. They still have uh, the tried and true uh, chameleon, so they're oh, okay. not as aggressive. And they're kind of like, "Hey, dude, what's going on? You want me to do what? No, nah, man, I'm not hanging from your ears. Forget it. <laughs> Just let me go, man. I got bugs to eat. That's what they'll be doing." As long as we pass a good time. Now, these guys are all from uh, the South, of course, except for Bill George. He's a Yankee. But, uh, you know, you guys are down in Louisiana way, and we were talking a little bit about our firearms. And I wanted to continue on that because it was an interesting thing. Because as a gun seller and a person who, uh, you know, deals in firearms and have for a very long time, you know, we always try to tell our customers, you know, proper cleaning, especially on pistols. You know, you want to keep up on your maintenance and, you know, don't let it get too filthy dirty. Glocks, you can get away with it a little bit more than other things. Wheel guns, you know, you got to be kind of diligent on those, especially around the forcing cone and blah, 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 blah. And then here we are sitting in here going, when was the last time you actually cleaned your gun? And you go. Yeah, but guns are funny things. I mean, think about it. A lot of us have got a gun that has never been cleaned that thing Shoots can drive like, attack. And then you've got other people, you know, that are very finicky. Like Doug, you know, can't get it to group and it could be a simple it could People be as simple, it, yeah. yeah. Well, especially if you run that much ammo through it and you haven't cleaned it and uh, of different varieties, uh, yeah, it can make a difference. But we were talking. I said I don't think I've ever ran anything down the bore, at least a brush wise down the bore of my sig ever. I always do the outside, do the bolt, do everything, do all the cleaning and all. It's especially after soaking in the rain. But uh, I, I'm I'm one of those where I don't want to jinx it. I know how that gun shoots the way it is, and until it if starts, it's not broke, don't fix exactly. it. Exactly, and if it's not getting all wonky on me, or, or you know, shooting high, shooting low, shooting off to the right or left or whatever, then I'm not gonna, I'm not messing with that barrel. And you said you did the same thing with yours, right? Same thing. Your thirty out six. It's and, it's attack driver, and you like run in, and then I've got I've got some other guns that, I mean, you've got to clean, and you got to keep it clean. Which ones were those? Oh, I don't want to say on the air. Go ahead. You can say it on here. Well, I mean, you can start a whole new controversy with that. I mean, I sure. Say why it. not? Go for it. <laughs> that, well, you, that you didn't want to say because it it's a stolen gun. Well, now are you not? You're not cleaning <laughs> no, it's, the rivets. It's, it's, it's a Weatherby, you know, and it, it shoots good, but it's got to stay clean. Now, is it a That's, true Weatherby shooting only Weatherby ammunition, or is it uh, a Weatherby later? I, shooting it, a, it's actually a Weatherby. I couldn't. I couldn't get it to shoot right with Weatherby ammunition. I had to go get federal. See, really? once again, yeah, it's each, so. But it's an American cartridge. It's not like the two forty three Weatherby mag no, or anything no, like that. I had to get the federal. 
Yeah, but and what it, it, caliber? Thirty nine six. It's a thirty. No, no. The Weatherby's a thirty three seventy eight. Oh, really? And believe me. <laughs> and if you ask, I'll tell you anything you want. You can shoot anything you want. <laughs> that one right there. Yeah, you basically <laughs> from should. mountain to mountain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like an H and H. I mean, you know, you got that. People always. Yeah, that's a great round. I know it got it popular in Texas for a while, and then all of a sudden it fell off the radar. But um, you know, for shooting long distance. But but I've uh, got to throw a patch into that thing regularly. Or it just gets wonky on it, you. It, I mean, it does. Just, it starts walking, and but once you put a patch through it, throw a brush in it, and once again, it's 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 drilling the same hole just about. I, but well, I'd say I'm one of those. I don't know how many times you spend at the range when I would go sight my gun in before going out somewhere to go shoot, or when I got there, uh, I'd only shoot about three rounds through it. And if it was in there and it was doing what it was supposed to do, like Bill George says, if it's if it's about an inch group and all, it's, I can live with that. And then when I get to where I was going, if we take a shot and it's it hits in the middle, we're all good, you know. So I wouldn't go throw a lot of ammunition through it. I know people that do, and I'm like, dude. And then they go clean it, yeah, which could change everything, everything. immediately. So uh, I try to keep the shooting at the range and sighting in to a minimum, and uh, get out of there. You know, I see guys that I'm like, hey, how's it going? And you get there, and you go pow, 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 and you start packing them. They're like, leave it so soon. It's in there, man. How long you been here? Two and a half hours. Okay, have fun. Bye bye. <laughs> well, also, if you think about it, it all depends on the range you're going to be shooting. You know, if you you got a guy that's going to be his feeder, or his stand, you know, where he's going to be hunting or favorite oak tree, whatever's within sixty yards with well, two inch groups, I mean, you're perfectly fine. Oh yeah. You know, you got a guy shooting out there at six hundred. Things are going to be a little different. You I gotta, know, yeah, but it takes a special. It takes a special kind of confidence to shoot 600 yards. Oh, absolutely. You're not going to take a 200-yard shooter that shoots in South Georgia or even up in Pennsylvania shooting across the field at 200 yards. You get up there on a mountaintop, you're pulling a Bob Folk rod, and you go, you see that little white dot on that mountain over there? <laughs> yeah, that's him. Take the shot. Take the shot. Three, and you're takes, going, up, three takes up two to the right. You're going, are you crazy? You know how far that is? Let me look real quick. It's 867 yards. Take the shot. Take the shot. Forget it. Let's walk. He's going to wind us. Where's the ATF? Where, where's, where's that four-wheeler at? Let's get over there and get a little closer. I'm from South Georgia, man. I want to get about 300 yards. All right, we got to take a break quickly. Where did that come from? We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, and uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors are also brought to you by Brandon Ford. And uh, we'll keep this going, so stay with us. Everybody, big and wild outdoors. Braden, Bill, Jeff, Cameron, the quiet one. Uh, Cameron and Jeff proceeds are uh, down here uh, from uh, One and Done Feeders. Uh, talking off the air, you brought down quite a few of them. You said that uh, your feeder is getting extremely popular in the state of Florida, and asked Bill George to go. Man, you guys must have a pretty good bear problem down here. <laughs> uh, to wit, bear. Uh, Bill George said, in certain areas, yes, we do. And uh, certain areas we don't. You know they're why coming. You don't, you don't have a people. bear problem in Hillsborough County. They're coming. As soon as one comes, they evict them. That is true. Every time, you know, it's so funny because anytime there's like this invisible line, and once the bear crosses the invisible line into Hillsborough County, all of a sudden it makes all the news. 
It's on every news station. Black bear in the tree. A lady came out. Yeah, spotted. Went out to her mailbox with her chihuahua, and there was a giant bear. Scared them both to death, and the FWC had to shoot it 974 times to get it out of the tree. You know, it's one of those things. It's like when they cross the DMZ, all of a sudden it becomes big news. But, you know, you don't hear about the guys who are losing thousands and thousands of dollars every year uh, because their feeders are being destroyed. Uh, the loss of uh, feed that they're putting in there, time. destruction of time. destruction of hunting cabins and anything else like that, and and vehicles and uh, hunting vehicles that are left there with uh, upholstery in them, <laughs> you know, just those things. Those don't make the news. But if a bear is just outside of Bush Gardens, you know, that made it here somehow miraculously on the uh, PSTA, yeah. the bus, and uh, you know. All of a sudden, now it's big news. But uh, I think the reason, two reasons why, is because the vast majority of feeders that get destroyed in the state of Florida are usually up in the northern counties, uh, Ocala in the central part, and then down south in certain areas. Yeah. Y'all got a big hog problem, too, right? Yeah. It all depends on who you talk to. We're just after Texas, I I think, uh, when it comes to hog problem, as you alluded to. Uh, we have uh, quite the hog population here, but I will say that we were probably one of the original states who had to deal with that problem. Yes, uh, thanks to Hernando De Soto, who uh, turned them loose back in the day. But uh, you know, Texas didn't come on till later, and then Georgia and everywhere else who uh, brought them in, imp- started importing them in when it was legal. You know, come and hunt the wild Russian boar straight straight over from uh, you know Bavaria or wherever else. You know, they brought them in and. Once they got loose, or people started saying, hey, man, why don't you give me two of them hogs? Let me put them on my property. And then oh, they started moving God. them around, and then, you know, they're everywhere. And uh, I know that you guys down in Louisiana, you're now starting to uh, feel the pains of the hog population oh, yeah. as well. More of the bear now. They're protected over there. So, What? what? Bears are protected in Louisiana? Oh, yeah. As they are here. Again. Well, they have like a little different subspecies over in Louisiana, don't they? I don't know. They tear up everything. <laughs> They're the tear up species. Whatever subspecies they are, <laughs> they just want what you've got. You know. They're the rowdy That's type. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Well, now, when it comes to that, that's that was one of the incentives for you to go to the drawing board and invent the... Uh, for my the, kids. For the one and done feeders, yep. right? For my kids. Well, just, I, I was just tired of putting in so much time. Mainly, really, wasn't the money. It was just the time. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're you're driving sometimes two hours to your hunting club if you're lucky. A lot of people ask me, you know, you know, why do you hunt so far out of state? Well, the deer just don't taste right if you don't drive at least five hours. You know, <laughs> got to give them time to season exactly. on the way back. Yeah, I got you. But uh, I was putting a lot of time. You know, I mean, you 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 think about the work you've got to do just to set your feeder up, and then. All that work goes right down the tubes when you're sitting in the stand. It breaks daylight and you see yellow on the ground, and it's just it's just a horrible feeling, especially for my kids. You know, I've I've been blessed. I've killed enough deer, but uh, when they were growing up, I wanted I wanted them to experience that. So when you do all that work, you get in the stand. You don't want to mess with your feeder. You know, you don't want to get any scent. And that next morning, we'd wake up and Cameron would call me on his cell phone. Dad, my feeder's broke. You know? you know, what's really funny is I think if you ask any hunter, especially that goes either out of state or up north in the state of Florida or anywhere, uh, the vast majority of time, what are they spending doing? It's working on their feeders. Work, going up, got to change the timer, got to feed on That's the it. feeder, got to do this, got to take go fill it back up. 
Uh, I looked on the cam and it's knocked over. Yeah. You know, got to go put it back up again. Well, I looked on the internet. I got on the internet and I said, you know, there's got to be something out there that's going to withstand this. I couldn't find anything. I mean, no, not, not that that I wanted at the time. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make my own. Never thinking that it would become what it is now and what it's still becoming. Uh, I just wanted a feeder that could do just about anything that I wanted it to do. Shoot anything, you know, hang it on a tree, put it on a, as a tripod, and uh, something that was just going to be durable and that would would stand the test of time and, and predator so I could hunt over it rather than work on it. <laughs> and, and not have to worry about exactly. it. Babysit it all the time. And, well, uh, now I got to ask you this. Uh, when you put your feeders up there where you are, do you hunt mainly in South Louisiana or are you up north? Do you go to Texas, Mississippi? Where are you going? Uh, most of our hunting is done in northern Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. A little bit in Mississippi and then in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, really? we found actually it was the cow problem and the donkey problem. <laughs> No joke, no joke. It's destructive on some feeders. Now, where, see, this is the where same. is that at? Oklahoma, Mangamore, <laughs> where the wind comes sweeping across the plains. Yes, I got to ask you this. It's the same question that we get all the time. Why do you leave the state to go hunt it somewhere else? Taste right. It just doesn't taste right. It does taste right. That's but, that's the excuse we're going to use. I'm going to save a lot of hunters out there, but the wives are listening. It doesn't taste right if you don't drive. Is that the, what they and got there's to somebody from Arkansas driving all the way down to exactly. Louisiana to hunt a deer. Exactly. Because yeah, they want to get that chocolate horn buck out of their swamp donkeys, man. They want to get one of them big backwood jobbers down there, you know, with moss hanging off their heads. You know, that kind of thing. So. It's always somebody's grass is always greener that's on the it, other side. It. You got to travel. That's what it's for. But it, that is part of the idea. For experience. me, for me, it's about camp. And when you when you turn around and you hunt right close to the house, you tend to come back to the house, right? And not spend time with the others in camp. And to me, the camp life and, and sitting around and joking and we we joke with Wade in that about some of the stuff, but that's that's part of it. That's that's the stories that get passed down from generation to generation. And, and that does make memories that, that last forever. I mean it's kinda like what I told you in the first hour about the about the poison glands on the deer. I mean that's one of Steve's fondest memories and that happened to camp. You know, it didn't happen when he and his dad just went out for the day and came yeah. back. It's where you're there you know, and not only that, I mean, if you with think your about gassy it. uncle and uh, you know your right. your cousin who uh, snores you know, snores <laughs> and, and you know wants to drink all night and then doesn't deer hunt at all during the week and you know that kind of thing. I mean, there I've, those adventures happen. I've talked to anti hunters all the time, and I tell them, you know, they say, "How can you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, let me tell you something. That's the only thing that I know of that I can sit in the stand with my kids and have their undivided attention and four hours attention. in the morning and four hours in the evening." You, know, well, you can't beat that. Full attention. Full. Not half attention. And the other thing is I, I've had that conversation and they say. Uh, well, it's not I, about the kill. It has nothing to do. The work begins, if you think about it, after the kill. It's, oh, yeah. It's, that's it's the hard part. Yeah. That's that's when you got to get down, get dirty, take off yeah. jackets, freeze your butt off while you're, you know, cutting things up and, and trying to get it out of there. And in certain territories, you're trying to do it in a timely manner before other things show up and try to take it from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you, uh, I always love watching those, like, uh, you know, the shows about the last Alaskans or mountain men, stuff like that. We take it so for granted. You know, you shoot a hog, you shoot a deer. I'm gonna go get the ATV and come back. I'll be here about 15 minutes or so, and your and your critter's still there, and you can go take your time. Up in Alaska, places like that, as soon as that thing hits the ground, knife comes out. They're like, we got to get this thing packed up, get out of here for the grizzly bear show up, and then it's all gonna be bad. You know, they're, they're gonna come and take it from us because you know, 1,500, 800, 900 pound grizzly bear shows up. It's now his. 
Yep. What are you gonna do? Fight him? I got this knife. I've got my belt. Don't you make me come over there. All right, we gotta take a break. If you want to give us a call, do it. Go ahead. I don't care. Don't be scared. Ask them for it. Oh, you know. I you know. It's a big and wild outdoors. That's one of those sounds you'll hear in hunting camp. Bill! <laughs> Why'd you do that again, man? Sorry, I had that chilly. All right, it's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford will be back. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brandon Gunn, Bill George. Uh, we're the only... Uh, crew members in here today. We have a couple of visitors here who drove all the way down from uh, Louisiana just to come down here and hang out with us. Jeff for Christy yes, and his sir. son Cameron. They came down. No, really, they didn't come for us. They brought down a big old truckload of uh, one-and-done feeders to drop them off throughout the state at their uh, appointed places for sale. Uh, if you'd like more information, you can always go to their website. One-and-done pro. Which is, I was going to get to that. Sorry. <laughs> is a beautifully made website that taking had, over. Right oh my yeah. gosh, with uh, all kinds of great information and uh, videos and stuff like that on there, so that you can go take a look at it, and it gives you a nice list of places where you can actually uh, purchase a one and done feeder. So if you're looking for your local area, I would suggest you go to website one and done pro. Did well, I take your? Is that O N E or the number one? O N E, spelled out. See, Bill George is the only one who would actually assume that you would do that, but that's... Hey, he's covering thing. all bases. Uh, you know, you go to one and done something or other, it might take you somewhere you really don't want to see. <laughs> or somewhere you really do. Yeah, you really it all depends on the person. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, you might want to just uh, just go Google one and done feeders, and it'll be the first thing that pops up, I'm sure. All right, we got to go to the phones. Eddie's out there this morning. How you doing this morning, Eduardo? Good morning, Shrek. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Where are you driving? Are you driving or are you parked or what are you doing? No, I'm driving Highway 27 northbound on the north end of Sebring. So you just called to bust up on me, man, because Carlos ain't here or something? You're making good time. No, I called last week, too. I talked to my brother, Carlos. Oh, yeah. You know, I heard heard a couple of minutes of the show and uh, during the 9 o'clock hour. And I thought Bill George did a tremendous job on the show. The rest of the people, eh, they need to work on it a little bit. But uh, you know, the rest. <laughs> but it was all it was all good. No, Carlos did a great job, and uh, you know we have the best guys who can come in here and take over if uh, Dad wants to go run around out at the uh, Disney parks. So what well, did great. you do, man? Sit on the couch all day. You no. took a vacation day last week. Yeah, it was my daughter's ninth birthday, and so we uh, we filled her world with magic at the Magic oh, Kingdom. My God. So we had to, yeah. So we had to go do the Disney dealio, and it was uh, it was actually you know what uh, it was the best time of year to go because I think the most we waited in the line was maybe forty five minutes. That was it. Uh, for, best thing that's in Disney is those uh, smoked uh, turkey drum legs. I never found those, but I did find these six dollars. I found these six dollar and seventy five cent corn dogs. <laughs> Uh, you know, good corn dogs are at the fairs. Uh, yeah, that's because they never change the grease. <laughs> that's right. Makes them real good. Yeah. So what's going on in your world, man? Um, I must just uh, coming back from Miami with that little tropical wave down there. Was, it gave me plenty of uh, rain and wind down there coming back from all that mess. Wow. Well, you know what? I guess it's supposed to. 
hit up here on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, that's going to be fun. Well, you know what? I look at it this way. I'm looking forward to it, to uh, helping to dissipate some of the red tide and maybe uh, flood out some of that green algae. They'll yeah. have to dump it yeah, out there. Yeah, might push it out back to the west because it's coming from the southeast. Yeah, it'd be nice to uh, get that stuff out of here as quickly as possible because, you know, I don't know if you heard, but the FWC has had to make some rule changes this week of uh, catch and release only for snook and redfish down south. And, uh, you know, if you're you're going to keep them here along the Pinellas County coast, uh, they're saying, you know, just be careful with it and know that they're probably going to have a little bit in them and on them and all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, hey, I got a question for you, Braden, since you're Mr. Gum. Okay. And Mr. Gundy Fishalato. Yes. I'm looking for an AR for hunting, and no, that's not automatic rifle. I know it's armor light. But um, what would you suggest? I want a 7.62. I'm looking at Daniel Defense, but they're pretty Woo. pricey, but I've heard a lot of good things about them. Woo. I was going to say, the first thing you want to ask yourself is, how much money do you want to spend? Because I could get you on some yeah. stuff that's going to cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of Daniel Defense, and they're about three grand. Daniel Defense, I'm going to tell you, this is probably one of the high-end, middle-of-the-road type things. We would call that a, a uh, not a middle-class, but an upper-middle-class type uh, AR. Uh, Uh Nemo, a Nemo type firearm would be an upper class one because those are extremely expensive, but, uh, dude, I mean, uh, pick one Ruger, uh, Smith and Wesson, uh, any of those ones in, uh, in 308, that's what you're looking for when you save seven, six, two, right? right? Okay. Right. Because they also make them in the 39, the AK round, but if you're looking for a 308, there's plenty of them. I know Jonathan has one and, uh, his daughter uses it and hunts with it quite well. And uh, it's there's a lot of different ones. It just depends on which one does he. Which one did he pick up? I think he's got an M and P. I, I want to say that if he's listed, maybe he'll call in. But uh, Ruger makes a good one. They're all you know. You got to remember, there's only so many companies out there that actually make the receivers for those things. So, in a lot right. of ways, they're all the same. But uh, you know what right. really changes is the bolt and the barrel, and uh, you know some other little bells and whistles that they may put on them to make them a little differently. If you need uh, piston-driven uh, as compared to gas-type deal, uh, a lot of people right. like piston because, you know, it doesn't overheat the bolt and you don't get uh, uh, something firing off as the next round come in. But you're not going to combat, and I tell people that. They're like, well, I want a piston-driven 308. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, are you going to Iraq? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. You're yeah, gonna... you're not you're – not... Blowing out 50 rounds. No. In a minutes there. No. So, you know, go with the cheaper maybe gas. Maybe three. One. If you're a bad shot, maybe three. If you're a good shot, only one and done. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like the feeder. Yeah. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> yeah. But after yeah, that, in that Florida. Right in there. Yeah. That's, that's the first rule of comedy is recall, my friend. Good job. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you can find one. And you know what? It, you know, another way to look at this is if you go and you buy a a pretty decent, well-priced two-two-three, or uh, you know that way you could change it to a six-five Creedmoor or anything else that you want to do on the upper type dealio, and you don't have to right. go to the three hundred eight if you don't really need all the horsepower. I mean, I'm not telling you what you need. I'm just telling you. <laughs> right. oh, he I, tried that with me once. I'm time. just trying to give you suggestions. Three hundred eight's a great well, round. I rather have a, I rather have a little bit more than not enough. Just like food, when I go to a barbecue. I bring a little bit more than not enough, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Put, bring the extra plate just in case you can't eat more than 17 That's right. Get yeah. her done. I got you. Uh, but in reality, I, you know what? All those, 
and again, as as uh, Jeff pointed out in the last hour, the vast majority of that, especially uh, in an AR type situation, it's ammunition that's going to make a bigger difference. Your am- ammunition and your optics that you put on top of it are going to make a, the world a difference on an AR. Seriously, you mean that right. big bulk box may not be the best buy. What's that? That big bulk box of ammunition surplus. Oh, the stuff oh, yeah. that comes from Russia? <laughs> it might yeah, not sure. be the best buy. <laughs> it'd be, yeah. it'd be, if you're shooting 40 yards and under. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be shooting at, uh, you know, Coke bottles out somewhere in the middle of the woods, pff, run wolf in it all day, whatever. It's your, it's your butt that has to clean it. Uh, but, uh, you know, for hunting, there's so many different options, especially with the 308. As Bill pointed out, you can find that anywhere in America. Seriously. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great platform to start with. And you can always change it. That's that's the good thing. What do you guys have at the shop? Uh, we got a couple of 308s there. You really ought to take a look at it. There's, uh, I think there's a Smith there. I know there's a Ruger there. Uh, I think there's two two or three left there. So, Because uh, it's hunting season, so people are buying them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't necessarily have to have it this year, but I'm... I've been wanting one. Then what the heck are you doing, Colin, trying to get well, us listen, all hyped up for it? Listen, if you want it. I'm all excited now. If you want it, get it now because depending on who gets governor, you might not be able to get it next month. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's change quick. Governor, I don't know. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the only true. people vote for that retarded Tallahassee governor is people in Miami or Orlando. Well, you know, well that guy, you know, whatever. I mean, one of his platforms right off the bat is to do away with assault-type firearms, and that would be considered uh, part of it. So, uh, you know. Somebody needs to take an assault baseball bat to his head. Let me me tell you this. We can't encourage that. There there was a number of people who have underestimated him as it is. Exactly. Well, I just look at it this way. uh, Governor Childs or or the uh, ladies. Yes. I actually underestimated him, and he whooped her tail. I can tell you this much. Just worry about yourself and go buy the 308 sometime in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) Just cover your butt. Cover your butt and get it now, because once you have it in your hand, it's harder to get rid of it than it is if it's, oh, man, I should have went and bought that when they were still legal. (laughs) Yeah. You know, now i got to drive to Tennessee and buy it and sneak it in back into the state. Uh, I could just go to Georgia. They sell them quite a bit there where I go on. Well, it sounds like you got a plan, Eddie. We don't want to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, and if we do, we got to whisper it. Yeah, yeah. Just so. bury it in the Our backyard. So it don't matter. I'm gonna have, have a Georgia residency. So bury, it don't matter. Just bury it in the backyard and pretend like it never existed. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go. We gotta take a break. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye, bye, Eddie. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Eddie is not his real name, so uh, law enforcement, if you're out there listening, uh, I think his real name is George Jameson. George, George Jameson. Jameson. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Otherwise known as JJ. Or it could be Jorge. Could be uh, Tim. Jose. Tom. You know, all I know is he's a bearded-looking guy with a Lakers hat on, and I think he's over in the next room. <laughs> Is that him? I think I Get a picture of him real quick. All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors. <laughs> and Brandon Ford. And poor Aaron over there is ready to shoot us all. And we'll be back. Hey, hey. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun Bill George. Jeff Christie and uh, his son Cameron down here from one and done feeders going out doing some gator hunting and all that stuff. But you know what you guys need to do? You need to come down here and help us out uh, because, you know, as if the python, as if Dustin isn't down there trying to keep the python population down, one man out there full time trying to kill these these Burmese pythons. Great news came out of... uh, Tallahassee, actually, some researchers, they uh, got a couple of them. And, of course, when they capture these things, you know, they want to do some sampling, you know, check if it's male or female or if it's recently given birth and yada, 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 and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden they start seeing, you know, these Burmese pythons don't look uh, a little, they look a little different. I wonder what's, uh, you know what, let's do a little DNA test on them. Come to find out now. Not on top of do we have to worry about the Burmese python, but now we have the Burmese python that is now crossbreeding with the African rock python, which can grow up to 14 feet in length and literally is an eating machine and will literally probably wipe out just about anything it can get in front of it down in the Everglades. He had me nervous, Bill. Yeah. I thought he was going to say it was cross breeding with the hogs. Yeah. Then we're going to. Have- <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the thing is, is you know, uh, pilot on everything else that's going on down there, and now we got uh, you know, uh, of course they attributed to, you know, those fine folks who uh, you know couldn't keep their rock pythons for any longer because they got too big or you know they got kids now and it's too scary. So but I'm going to go turn it loose in the wild. Why don't we just build like a wall? around like highway 70 down there Mm -hmm. and then you know not let anything else come back north yeah well you know the burmese python this is the official now this this is something that you want to hear on the news as a parent and everywhere else you know that the burmese python which has already established quite a foothold in the everglades that could lead with the crossbreeding of the african rock python to a new Love it, the media. Gotta love the media. Super snake. Super snake. A super snake. And uh, in Africa, the rock python does such great things as eats goats, crocodiles, and occasionally small children. <laughs> so they How got, big do they get? You got that going for you. <laughs> uh, up to 14, or long, uh, 14 feet or bigger. It says uh, this uh, rock python is bigger and meaner. Than the Burmese python, which is precisely why fears are stirring that a hybrid python may be on the rise in the Everglades. Thousands of Burmese pythons already thrive in the area with no natural predators to keep them in check. Thousands. Now now imagine if they're bigger, stronger, and nastier in disposition. It would indeed present a real threat not only to the Florida's ecosystem, but potentially, potentially, we're last on the list, to families and children in the area. Listen. So the thousands? environment first. Yeah, thousands. Who, who wrote this? Uh, a new case study out. Uh, it says here that Bill George wrote this. No, who wrote, uh, who wrote George, it? Bill George wrote this. I don't think he wants to say. He's trying to figure it out. My thing is, we hear these numbers all over the, the board. We really have no idea how many pythons Yeah, how can there. you count them? Okay, you can't. You can't, but but we've had some really outrageous numbers thrown out there, and this thousand sounds sounds reasonable. 
But thousands of what? Thousands of 14-footers or crossbred with the African rock python? I, I mean, uh, I look at it this way. Back in the day, remember when we first started, we here on this show did the initial push for the python Burmese hunt. Did we not? The python challenge. The python challenge. That's what we called it. We were like, we should either do like they do in Louisiana where you got to... Uh, you bring in a nutria tail, you get five bucks, you know, you bring in a dead python, they start paying you, blah, 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 blah. And it took how many years for them to finally open their eyes and actually get it done? Took at least three or four years before they finally started the python challenge. Now they got full-time guys. Remember they brought the dudes in from like New Guinea or Africa or somewhere to teach people how That's, to catch pythons? I mean, the state of Florida. How many do you think they caught? Oh, pfft, None. <laughs> But, you know, the state of Florida paid uh, thousands of dollars to bring these experts in. And now we got Dustin Crumb to run around in there, down there barefooted, who's killed more snakes in the past two years than probably 100 people uh, in the previous years before. And uh, because he knows what he's doing, he knows what to look for. But, I mean, seriously, you look at the amount of number, the number that he has taken personally by himself is in the hundreds. And then he's got partners out there that have also taken hundreds. So if it's that much and they're actually that readily available for them to find, that's got to tell you that they're out there because they're finding the stupid ones. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you get to run around out in the woods and go find uh, you know, a 13-foot alligator on a regular basis. But they're pulling 14, 12, 11-footers out of there all the time, dude. So if they're, they're getting that big, that, how many babies did they leave behind? If it lots. made it to 11 or 14 or 12-foot? Yeah, lots. So when you say thousands, I'm saying I, I don't know if it's ever made a dent. I think it's just as bad as the hog problem. And now imagine if we have hogs crossbreeding, and, and they crossbred with bears, and now we got the man bear pig, uh, you know, thing running around out there. I mean, seriously, 14 foot is an average. Feeder cells go through the roof <laughs> overnight. Overnight, everybody in their backyard's got a one and done feeder somewhere, even in Pinellas County. As bird feeders. I, I see it as is. If you can go in some of the thick stuff that y'all got around here and count the snakes, you could possibly They can't have a do bird. that. Well, what I'm saying is this. Even if you can go in there and just count two and, and some of the thick stuff, I mean, that's just what you can see. I, you know, I saw this. I saw a video on Facebook the other day. Uh, you know, uh, some news agency down south, you know, it's like this family has got this uh, eight foot monitor lizard that's running around in the backyard and FWC, local trappers, all those people, they can't seem to catch it. They can't just seem to find it. When they get there, by the time they get there, they can't locate the lizard. Pow. Exactly. <laughs> That's what and we're I back said. back to George. That's how you sight your gun in. <laughs> Boom. You know, uh, 22 short in the backyard, you know, uh, throw a piece of chicken out there. It gets close enough and you go, and it's pretty much, ta-da, over. Now call the FWC and go come and get it. What, are they going to write you a citation for killing an FWC? No, they wouldn't do it. But here's this, you know, they get video. Here he is. There's George. He's walking around the pool. Look, there he is. There's the guy. They can't catch him. Oh, he's so wily. Look uh, at him. He's right there. How many How many years did that monkey run around St. Pete? Oh, pff. yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, it, it went, and there was people that were feeding this thing and, and trying to protect it, and they what? were rooting for it to get away. And then there was other people who were trying to catch it, and they even darted it one time with the tranquilizer dart, and it still got away. It probably yeah. started getting used to the dart, you know. It ran Hit off me and, again with it. Ran off somewhere and slept it off. Yeah. I mean, it was it's one of but see, to like it. But see, that's the bad thing is you do have that division. You have people who think, 
oh, it's so easy because when their relatives come down, you know, from up in New Hampshire or somewhere, they can come out and go, oh, you ought to see George. He's in the backyard. He's our monitor lizard. Come out and take a look at pictures. And it's it's something unique and exciting. Until it has fluffy in its mouth. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing with the what is it? The kegu kegus? Yeah, kegu tegu tegu lizards that we got down here in Norwegian rats. All this stuff. You know what? It took a guy from Louisiana who to walk down here, drive fifteen hours to give us all the solution. And the solution pow. is pow. <laughs> and what's my solution been since day one? Pow. Or <laughs> or, or you can screw on the end and have. Yeah. A- yeah, you can have yeah, <laughs> click. You don't have to have a pow, just a. Yeah, you get a nice Ruger Mark IV with the suppressor. You'd be like clickety 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 click, click 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 click, and then it's all done. And uh, I've said it from day one. I said I don't care how much trouble you get into or think you're going to get into. If you're out in a tree stand, you got a ten foot Burmese python going under your tree stand. Pow! Take it out. Don't just look at it and take pictures with your cell phone and go, well, I didn't want to spook the deer away. Do the greater good, man. Kill the darn thing. Get it out of here. Uh, do your part. You know, I mean. Those things are really taking over down here, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, I always see all these proud monkeys standing there on the uh, on the Facebook holding up a big, giant eastern diamondback rattler. Look at that killed in the backyard today. An eight-footer right there. People doing the same thing with a Burmese python. Or now the super snake. Super snake. Super, super snake. snake. The super snake. Oh, by the way, the only two people mentioned in this article, according to this, is, uh, oh, by the way, this was out of the L.A. Times. So it's made it all the way across oh. the country. So the only people uh, actually quoted in here were George Horn, the Water District's Deputy Executive Director, and uh, Leroy Rogers, a Water District scientist who's concerned about both of them, say these animals are hot predators and now there are two species to worry about. And now counting the possibilities of a super snake, maybe there'll be even one more. Dun, dun, dun. I, I, I just turn around, I'm picturing the rock, you know. I'm picturing the cake. The, the, wa- the water management, the- you know, the water management district getting the rock from the wrestling thing to come in and do some public PR. The rock pythons go out and find me and kill me. That's what no, you think the rock's no. going to do. I don't. I don't know what kind of PSA he would be able to do. If you see a rock, kill a rock. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think know. it's going to work that way. Uh, but so that's one other thing that we now have to worry about in uh, South Florida and see if it comes up here pretty soon. All I can say is everybody over there in the production room, Aaron, you and your friends, you know, over there, next time you go to Miami, check your cars, make sure they're not up in the wheel wells or anything else trying to hitch a ride up here. Okay. Just, just make sure. Do. Okay. Thank you. Do your part. <laughs> Do your part. Protect the lands. All right. We are the big and wild outdoors. Play music. I want to hear music. I thought you were doing the Go-Go's for Cameron. <laughs> you forgot. Aren't you going to sing the Go-Go's, Cameron? Oh, no, nah, I'm good. Vacation. All the- Come on, man. You can do it. <laughs> do you want some Kaja Goo Goo or something? What do you want? Uh, you know? ACDC. A- NXS. In ACDC? That's 70s, man. It can't be yeah, 80s. They did some 80s. Oh, whatever. All right, we're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hang in there, guys. We'll be oh. 